The clap Go doesn't ahead. signify the start, though. The, <laughs> the butchered intro signifies the start of the show. Well, here we it are. was never butchered. We made it 74 episodes and it was never, it was on, it was like a, a Japanese train schedule. It was perfect every time. That was perfect. Sorry. And now <laughs> it might as well be the CTA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> People who are outside of Chicago won't get this. <laughs> Welcome to Things That Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. <laughs> That's Gary Busey coming in about... on the Chicago CTA. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I have to talk about Gary Busey. You don't know who Gary Busey is. <laughs> I do know who Gary Busey is. I know about um, Blues Brothers. And I know that his account follows me on Instagram. What? That's not and Gary so Busey. Does, that one does follow me. There was a series. It was a weird day. No, that's it was not a weird Gary Busey. Day. <laughs> All right, there's a backstory here uh, that I am not privy to. <laughs> I, I posted just something a couple years ago about the city of Chicago and the official Blues Brothers account followed me, followed by one of the accounts for the estate uh the official account because one of the actors is dead that's um, not gary Busey. i know it isn't <laughs> john belushi. john belushi that estate thing followed me and so did gary Busey. later on same day it was gary insane Busey followed you because he saw john belushi follow you I have no idea what happened. No, he just really likes Chicago. John Belushi's I, uh, been I dead don't even for 20 know. It years. It was a really weird day. It was a really exciting day. It was a real weird day. <laughs> we went to a show at the House of Blues in Chicago. And somehow some keywords or something got found. Oh my god. I like how you like to downplay this for me. This was really exciting for me. This is a super fun moment. Sorry, not 20 years. John Belushi's been dead for nearly 40 years. Yeah, I know. But on that fateful Halloween in Chicago. <laughs> it was really funny. So bringing that up, that's my really funny Instagram story. That's still crazy, though. I Wait, like so why did Gary Busey follow you? I don't know. Is it because you're I accent? ask. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... Sorry, completely, completely off topic and completely random. Um, so something like super cute that uh, that Sterling's gotten into. Um, Gary Busey impressions. It's not Gary Busey impressions, <laughs> and it's not comedy or, or anything. Uh, <laughs> um, so I bought him a like, what is essentially like an like like a electrical engineering tinker kit essentially uh, uh -huh. so you know it just had like the really basics like a battery pack a motor and things like that and like leds and stuff yeah. but i had one when i was a kid right and that got me really interested in electronics essentially right and i i loved it and it's i i don't know other than like video games right like i don't think i've ever like picked something out for him that clicked and made him so excited so fast Whoa. And it was really, really cool and really cute because, you know, like he, once he figured it out, once he was able to like turn on lights and like spin motors and stuff, like it, it clicked, right? Like he yeah. started to understand it, right? And like 
he wants to invent a lot of different things now. Like he wants to try out a lot of stuff and we don't have a lot of supplies. Those are coming in the mail tomorrow. Uh, I got him a bunch of pulleys and like wheels and more motors and more battery packs and all that stuff and a solar panel so he can like try that out and stuff. So it'll be really cool. But awesome. Yeah, it was just really, really cute. And it's like, I remember that feeling when I was a kid and then I get to see that from him like directly. And it's just funny too that like that's something that he's interested in. So... That's now, so cool. Now Thanks, you get yeah. to come home and all of a sudden your toaster is in like 40 pieces and the oh. vacuum has been torn apart. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I freaking hope so. But it's like, that's how you know you got like, <laughs> like, I don't know. That's how you learn. You break things. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's awesome. It, it's cool to hear. Like, I, I remember having one of those too. And like, I enjoyed it. And even when I was older, I was doing like trying to play around with like pedals and learn some of that, like on the fly without, you know, having really learned the basics properly. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, no. The uh, same as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that stuff's really cool, though. Yeah. I have a, a friend who's a, an electric engineer, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And he has built his own guitar pedals and stuff. He's actually like super into that as well. I think you'd like him a lot. Uh, but so I want him to come over and show Sterling the ropes of, of some stuff and some really cool things. Oh, I still had, yeah. I still had parts from when I was a kid that I got to hand to him, which is also cool because like still seeing like those LEDs work from, you know, when I was younger, like an early teenager and stuff, right. uh, when I was building things by myself and then like this old circuit board, my brother and I made when I was like, uh, probably eight still there still works. <laughs> like it's pretty cool. That's I, awesome. I'm trying to remember. Thanks. I, I had a kit like that when I was little. My dad is an engineer. Oh, that's right. That's and right. So yeah. He, they always had the dream that I would, that one of their kids <laughs> was going to do it. And uh, so far, two of them have solidly not gone that direction. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we had one and it was almost, you know, like um, snap buttons. Yeah. Like metal snap buttons. Yeah. It was a kit that had like snap buttons like that. So you would like snap the pieces together and you could build like a little circuit to do like a fan, like a little tiny fan or a little tiny light. And they were like color coded. I literally, I was looking up parts and I found those and I seriously thought about buying them. They are expensive, but like if your kid is really into it, that is definitely the thing to buy. It's like an investment pretty much. It's my My kit was like really tiny. Like it was probably the most basic starter kit. Yeah, but still Like, like that's super cool. They were really cool, so maybe that would be something that would, Sterling would be interested in. And they're basically indestructible. Yeah. That's also that's a, another side of it. <laughs> right. right. With kids and electronics, right? It's like you deal with some really fragile stuff there. So, yeah. I uh, Cool. Well, it's good to get an endorsement for that because I think if he keeps this up and really likes it, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy something like that for him. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. I wish like the gaming consoles and stuff like that could be hacked more than like how they used to be. Like it'd be really oh, cool know. to get somebody in and like seeing the chips and stuff like that. I guess with computers, like if, if he knows how to plug things in and turn a light on, uh, he can build his own computer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did it, so I, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not that hard. Clearly. Oh um, yeah, I Any yeah, I know idiot that can put one together. <laughs> Dude, I don't think that you're an idiot at all. <laughs> Furthest thing from it. Uh. But yeah, no, I definitely, I, I think when he gets older, he's, his first computer will be one that he builds, I'm sure. That's awesome. We can uh, get some trivia. This is the 79th ever episode, and uh, we have six round of questions, double round robin, complete rainbow style. I feel like those words just get like, thrown <laughs> into a mixer rainbow. and displayed in another D- order every time. Double rainbow. 
<laughs> and uh, sorry, <laughs> the three of us will try to answer it, earn points, and vie for all the electronic starter kits in the world. Perfect. It's good to hoard those things. And, it is. Uh, we'll yeah. Start as always with Stu. Alrighty. Uh, my round is called Music Industry Game Changers. Uh, these are questions around the music industry and things that have uh, mostly inventions, right? That have influenced the music industry as a whole uh, and essentially were just game changers for them. Ooh. Pretty self-explanatory, but it'll play just like normal trivia. Nice. Question number one. The music industry has had some wild influences over time. One of the biggest, while not intended for the music industry, was P2P networking. This gave rise to what software that shook the music industry at its core? Ryan. Ryan. I mean, like... Rachel. technology or the brand? The brand. Napster? Napster, yes. Yeah, I mean, I said P2P in in the question, so that's why I was like, okay, they should get Napster. Yeah. Nice. Well, technically, torrenting is the is the protocol. Well, yeah, I mean, P two P peer to peer network protocol, gotcha. right? Like that's yeah. I mean, that's that that is torrenting, right? I guess you could make an argument for there's a software built on top of it, but um, no, I'm with you. Yeah, get LimeWire. Just yeah. you can get LimeWire Pro with <laughs> LimeWire and just. Wait, was there a difference? Yes. <laughs> there was like a lack of ads or something or more viruses. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Two points to Ryan on that one. Question number two. In 1987, Sony developed the quote-unquote tiny cassette tape, as some people knew it. It could only be played in one direction rather than flipping it and playing it back the other way for more tracks, but the quality of audio was better than most CDs, even compared to nowadays. It didn't catch on due to how expensive it was, however. What was the name of the tiny cassette? Oh. It's a little bit more obscure here. Yeah. I knew what it was, but that just also might be because I, it's me. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know I've seen them. Yeah. Like, Ryan. But that's kind of where my knowledge ends. Ryan. I mean, I don't think it's the... Because it is Sony. I'll just say Walkman. It's not the Walkman. But, I mean, no, it's it, the product, not the, not the cartridge. Right. Not the cassette. Right, and that was for actual like normal cassette tapes. Right, right. This is a different kind of tape. I mean, it's also wrong, but I guess I can go again if Rachel doesn't have one. I don't. Okay, sure. I mean, it's not Betamax, is it? It's not Betamax. No, that's um, like video. And- yeah, that's like video and stuff. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's a little bit more of an obscure one. I wasn't sure. These are digital audio tapes or DATs. Uh, basically just tiny cassette tapes that have a different way of of creating the tape but the quality again was like so so much better than anything else at the time but just expensive as heck huh tech question yeah are the same type of files that on a computer that would be created off of one of these tapes the same ones that we see when a dat file for audio that's a really good question. I actually don't know. I have no um, idea. <laughs> I know I've what? seen them for audio. I have no idea what they mean. And this is the first time it's crossed my mind. <laughs> that's a really, that's a really good question. Yeah. No, that is a, that is a digital audio tape file, a DAT file. Huh. huh. Well, but I, it's not like it, it's not like it would come off the, the tape because like the tape is still like a physical media that has to be played in order to receive the the stuff from it so like 
A DAT file might be a video, email, or generic data file. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hang on. I wonder if it originated out of um, the files that would have had to have been created to put it on the tape. Hang on a second. I mean, well, the tape would be like, it wouldn't be any digital stuff. So unless it was converted. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. I read, I was reading the wrong thing. I I Googled too much close or too close to like digital audio file. Um, A DAT file is a generic data file. Um, So it's just like short for data. Um, It's more specific to a program itself. Uh, So like, you know, like, Oh, Minecraft uses stat files. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Well, welcome you learn to, something new every day. Welcome to file yeah. extensions, you guys. <laughs> Dude, file, like, sorry. Yeah, I just, I think, like, files, ex- like, fascinate me. Like, one of the things, sorry, this is completely off topic, but, like, <laughs> I, so, like, one of the things that I was looking into is, like, the way that JPEGs work mm-hmm. and just reading the, like, the hex code of that is totally totally bonkers i like if you ever find like an image decoder and stuff and like you look at like what is the raw code of what an image is like i i can't make heads or tails of it yet but it's still fascinating to me i don't know right like i've opened or tried to open like a png or something in a code editor and you just get the string of of gross like hash hashes and stuff yeah and i don't even think that's the real like i think that's like the corrupted file name i don't think that's the actual like code behind it <laughs> correct yes uh it's yeah it, that's all the corrupted of like it's trying to render something but it doesn't know what to do with it so like that's what you get essentially but no that's you need a hex decoder uh in order to be able to view the actual uh the actual file info and stuff which there's one that was online and free and like you can copy and paste like parts of them like hex codes between them and like even just one small copy and paste will like f up the whole thing like it's it, it it, hmm. I don't I just don't understand it yet but like I would love to be able to find a way to like splice the header of one file onto another to like repair corrupt jpegs or something like I think that'd be super cool. I feel like there's definitely been a developer somewhere who who totally BS their way through a lot of work by just say oh yeah we'll just run it through the hex decoder and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> right you can just copy and paste it out and it's like oh yep there it is look. Um if I might uh, interject here. Yes, <laughs> Sorry you for are the speaking a foreign language, <laughs> <laughs> and you you lost me about the moment that you that you uh, that Ryan started saying that you put a PNG file in. That's about where I got lost. <laughs> Sorry, <Okay>. Rachel. <laughs> just so just so you know, um, when you guys talk about tech things, I feel it is my duty and responsibility <laughs> to let you know where the. <laughs> Where those of us who know nothing about text have become lost. Those okay. files are in the computer. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's, it, no, it's a good, it's a good bar to set for you know, like, all right, yep, tone it back or dial it back a little bit, right? Like, not all <laughs> oh, of our I listeners are gonna care. You guys get so excited about it. I think that's great. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, we'll jump to the next question. Sorry, the tangent's over. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> Question uh, number three. Uh, this one's really simple, but who invented the phonograph in 1877? Or who is credited for inventing the phonograph in 1877? Rachel. Rachel. Thomas Edison is credited with it, but it, I think it's Tesla. Uh, correct with the credit. I'm not sure about the actual inventor, to be honest. Um, but correct with the credit. Edison it's two just points. kept 
stealing things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. I, I'm sure it wasn't all just from Tesla either. Like, I'm sure he stole things from everywhere. But, yep. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Bloody that is correct. pirates. <laughs> yeah, <I don't, laughs> the stupid P2P networking. <laughs> yeah. Using all that peer-to-peer networking, <laughs> all those napsterings. Do you think it was like pony-to-pony network? Messenger. <laughs> yeah, pony-to-pony network using using the Pony Express. Yes. yes. <laughs> pony-to-pony networking. Yep. Pirating at its finest. The Analog piracy. Yeah. Actual piracy. Actual piracy. <laughs> Called right. I.E. piracy. I.E. piracy. <laughs> Oh, this is beautiful. This is just awesome. beautiful. <laughs> nice. Two points to Rachel on, on that one. Uh, question number four and the final question of my round. In 1995, and I, I'm going to butcher this name and I am so sorry. Carl uh, Heinz Brandenburg. Yes. Okay. Carl Heinz Brandenburg worked with the Motion Picture Experts Group or MPEG to set standards for what file format? Rachel? Remember, this is about the music industry. Rachel? MP4? Uh, not correct, no. This is 1995. File format? I mean, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Just because MP3? MP3, that is correct. Right. <laughs> I went back and forth between them and I was thinking, uh, well, they might have been a little ahead of their times. Ah, oh, nice job, Ryan. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> mp3 is ahead of their time nice yes uh i just thought it was super interesting just because like the motion picture experts group which is also responsible for mpeg files is like a group like an actual organization that has come up with their own file format standard right and so like he worked with them to like basically find a way to pull the audio out of an mpeg file uh, and then use that for the standards of like mp3s and stuff which is just really interesting to me honestly yeah that stuff's amazing that that as well as like i've been listening to a bunch of stuff about like the teams that control browser features and release branches and even things like css and some of the different yeah. code things and you're like there are people who just controlled this stuff they set up branches of new features and stuff like that and they set up release candidates and all sorts of stuff like there are people who like decide these things and then it just exists in the world for us to not care about and use <laughs> <laughs> it is really weird like it's it is really really weird and like coming from like a front-end developer perspective of it all like it just seems so like untouchable Right. Like right. it almost feels like it's like, uh, it's like, I don't know. It feels like it's always been there. <laughs> like, not that, yeah, not that like somebody's actually creating this and, and making these decisions and stuff. Big data over there. Yeah. You just pull Firefox out of the ether. That's all. <laughs> what is this? A new browser. What is this? Why does the email only work in the new browser we didn't know about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started with email mockups or not mockups, email like HTML emails. <laughs> oh my God. If you take a feature, I, is it also piracy? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice. uh, that is the end of my round. Uh, Brian, what were we looking at for scores? Uh, Rachel with two points, myself with four points, Stu just technically holding down the fort, keeping piracy at bay. Yep, keeping the ponies out. (laughs) (laughs) 
What were, like was there no some, ponies in the fort? Was <laughs> there like zone. 18th century piracy where messengers would like pull together papers that they were supposed to be delivering and then you know like making ink lithographed copies of things oh maybe to get signatures and stuff well they used to have forgers you know like you could have somebody that would like professionally study signatures right and then the um, original internet pirates yeah yeah i also like i'm really curious how many people just like like ambushed mail carriers to steal yeah to like steal stuff (laughs) i mean you know forgeries like and big things is a little bit harder to get away with than you would think. This is why all the rules about having witnesses for big documents comes about. That's because true. Because what they go do is they, they suspect something for it. The first thing they go do is the witness. That's very true. The original antivirus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Plus, you know, vaccines. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rachel, it is your round. Okay, so I did something kind of interesting. We're going to figure out if this works. Um, I did something fun. I was trying to figure out like a new round. So what I did is I gave um, a series of dates into a random date generator. So what I said is give me a day, any day, any year within like a set range, and I will figure out something that happened on that day somewhere in the world. Cool. And you're going to have to give me some fact about it. Now, given I did do a little fudging where if it gave me a date and I couldn't find anything that I would guess anyone could reasonably get, I would just go get a new date. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't going to try to make you guess about some small town in the middle of Russia yeah. celebrating a new mayor. <laughs> okay? I like how the one thing our show does that other trivia doesn't is the random, you know, in 1943, a thing happened somewhere in the world. What was that thing? Who is the last name behind it? And Rachel was like, I'm literally going to do that, but even harder. I'm going to start with the obscure date and then piece it together from there. <laughs> and I the best we- part is I went back and I said, no, that's too hard. Let's take those out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that, yeah, I think that we truly do embrace uh, the chaos here. You know, we leave it up to true random in some of these circumstances and, and see what we get. I will say some of these questions are more geared at one of you than the other, but I did make sure that if one came out to be geared at one person, I did come up with a question that was geared at the other. Thanks. In each of these, I'll be just looking for some specific fact or knowledge about the event. Uh, you'll, you'll know it from the question what I'm looking for. February 9th, 1988. Easy. The NHL All-Star Game is won by the Wales Conference. This captain of the Wales team won MVP at the height of his career. Right. Go ahead, Ryan. The height of his career, so it has to be Wayne Gretzky. Wrong. All right. Was Wayne Gretzky playing in 1988? Yeah. If it's the other name I think of, this was definitely not the height of his career. So my According problem, to all the articles I read, it was the height of his career. My problem is that my knowledge of, of sports NA, park. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not even sports park. <laughs> sports park. <laughs> I stick. Yeah, my knowledge of hockey is limited to all the names that are on like the 2004 uh, EA Sports NHL <laughs> game because I can still hear the announcer be like Lindstrom takes the puck, right. but like I have n- no idea. Pretty sure that was Jim Hughes, who's still a great Canadian announcer. Do you have a guess, Stu? I 
unless the last name is Lindstrom, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were closer than Ryan. Um, this is Mario Lemieux. Okay. Okay. I I mean, yeah, I very much know who Mario Lemieux is. But yes, I know. Uh, I was very surprised that didn't jump okay. right out at you. Well, According there, to the articles, he was at the height of his career. He was captain of the Penguins. He captained the Wales team, and he won MVP. Yeah. Okay. There's a very, <laughs> there's a very, very iconic All Star game where uh, there, there's like a very famous All Star game in the '80s where. Wayne Gretzky was either like a rookie or super early in his career and Gordy Howell was like 50 and he was still playing and he was the captain of the other mm -hmm. team and it was this very iconic moment where he's like you know basically his dad's age but they're like on the ice together playing and it was a whole thing so that's where I thought oh. you were going with that not uh, although okay. the, the 88 to early 90s would definitely be more Lemieux Super Mario uh Super Mario. I, I was really oh, hoping. Really? I was oh. really hoping. I was like, easy question, but this is my round, so you know. I got into the rabbit <laughs> hole and I didn't come out. <laughs> well, there's tea down there, so enjoy <laughs> say, it. Yeah, say hi to the caterpillar for me, please. <laughs> enjoy the tea. Enjoy the cakes. Uh, don't get caught by the Queen of Hearts. Yep. Don't be late. I'm just seeing colors. Yes, don't be late. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay question number two the date is march 4th 2000 the best-selling video game console of all time is released Stu, ryan go ahead Stu. the ps2 it is the ps2 yeah. two points to Stu. there thank you it's because they've got like four different models of it though <laughs> i think we've done that before i was just a half second of like I mean, I know it's that, but was it a Nintendo thing? Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it on the show before. And just relating back to the earlier question of like, or not the question, uh, like modding consoles mm -hmm. and stuff. My brother, who is an electric engineer, um, he was working at Motorola at the time and he had to go overseas. And so he brought he brought my PS2 with him and got some like aftermarket chip that lets you play like burned discs. yeah we had it too you had it too okay dad, yeah, so like, yeah my dad was able to hook it up <laughs> dude yeah so like we got that and then he was like i was out at the market and like because it was you know like people would just burn discs of the games and stuff left and right so like, he came back and he was like i spent five dollars and she was like a stack of video games <laughs> and, like half of them didn't work you know or like we're like loaded to where the save file was essentially at that point but like yeah it's still cool to play <laughs> yeah we my dad set that up and then we would go to blockbuster and he would burn the games because oh he gosh. also like he knew what he was doing <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> okay question number three june 30th 1991 end of the road the song is released by this musical group it goes on to win multiple awards around the world I really can't give you us. much more than I, oh I can't really gosh. give you more than the name just because it was a really big song. Oh my gosh. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, uh -huh. End of the road. Actually, I will specify for ease of reference. I qualify this group as a boy band. <laughs> okay, Stu. Go ahead, Stu. <laughs> this is boys to men. This is boys to men. Yes, this is boys to men. I, I, I will say, like, I do qualify them quite honestly as a boy band. Yeah, no, no, as I, a men I, group. I, yeah, no. <laughs> as a men, as a men's chorale. 
society. <laughs> that was good. Okay, two points to stew there. Um, November 28th, 2016. No, it is not the date we are all thinking of. It is, in fact, um, the date that this musical set a record for the most money ever earned in a single week on Broadway at $3.3 Whoa. Oh, man, we've been over this before in a different episode. <laughs> oh, no. Um, all I know is that this was the release date of an Incubus album because I went and got it on my birthday. Oh, man. I did think about that, (laughs) but I thought you would get the hockey question really early, and so I decided not to ask that question. Wait, 2016 or 2006? 2016. Okay, this was the 10-year anniversary of the Incubus (laughs) album that was released, and I got it on my birthday. (laughs) I know know that. (laughs) Gosh. You said it was opening weekend? No, it was uh, this musical set a record for the most money ever earned in a single week on Broadway at three point three million. Right. Oh, just uh, I was okay. <laughs> Go for it. Whatever. Hamilton. Yes. Two points to Ryan. There. This is Hamilton. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, you were so close. It's fine. I, I would. I would. I didn't. I wouldn't have had it right. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, where do we stand with the scores? Uh, Rachel with two points, Stu with four, myself with six. Nice. Is anyone's game unless we steal questions and get into trivial piracy? Trivial piracy. The trivial pursuit of trivial piracy. (laughs) Or it could just be like, uh, it's it's trivial. Like, (laughs) it's not really that big of a deal, right? Like, yeah, it's piracy. (laughs) It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For my round, we're going to do some triple rhyme time. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) We'll give you a sentence. The answer having three rhyming words. Um, Let me get the Apple Pencil so I can write things down. I know. I'm sitting over here with, like, notebook at at the ready. (laughs) Um, Some of these have different syllable counts um well i can tell you when they when they have separate ones um this first question will be all the exact same syllable count so question number one a sensitive and loving but minor car accident rachel rachel a tender fender bender yes (laughs) (laughs) just a little one just the one also called the love tap. <laughs> no, we prefer the the official tender fender bender. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Two points to Rachel. Question number two. <laughs> Seeing double because of the martial arts skill on this fighting parrot. Uh, this also has the same, although the wording is a little weird, but the same number of syllables for each. Seeing double because of the martial arts skill on this fighting parrot. Fighting parrot. Seeing double because of the martial arts skill on this fighting parrot. I'll say if it helps, the fighting is more grouped with the martial arts skill, not so much fighting parrot itself, but you could say seeing double because of the martial arts skills on this parrot, if that helps. I don't know why, but I'm stuck on the word octagon, 
<laughs> and I know it doesn't actually fit with anything you've said. It just I, I don't know why I thought about UFC and then I thought of the word octagon and I can't get rid of it. Oh my gosh. I the, the parrot part's really tripping me up and I can't get past it because I keep thinking macaw. Rhyming things off of that, but like you said that they're all the same. It's not macaw and it's not octagon. <laughs> What about a Twitter quitter? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a type of fighting if you're just present on the social media platform. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seeing double because of the martial arts skills on this fighting parrot. Or parrot brethren. Yeah. Um, gosh. Last chance. Uh, yeah, I got nothing because I got... I- I got claw macaw and then like that didn't happen. And then now I'm thinking of like bird, but I can't just get, I got nothing. The got nothing macaw once. who does Krav Maga. That's not bad, but not exactly where I'm going. Okay. okay. Or seeing double or seeing again. Uh, this would be the deja vu jujitsu cockatoo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. I would have also I accepted kung fu cockatoo. Yeah, that would be that would be my my pick. Oh my gosh, the deja vu jujitsu cockatoo. No points there. Question number three. This one has some. Uh, I all this one has all different uh, syllable counts in the words. Okay. In and around Disneyland, this militant actor is called out of peacetime to use only their body movements to gesture without words. In and around Disneyland, this militant actor is called out of peacetime to use only their body movements to gesture without words. I, I'm also stuck on another word here, but I want to share it, even if it's completely wrong. It's not okay. octagon. <laughs> not surprising. I wouldn't have known. No, it's the mime rhyme time. Um... In and around Disneyland, this militant actor is called out of peacetime to use to only to, to use only their body movements to gesture without words. When you make these, they 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 seem so simple when the words are just like in front of you. You're like they all rhyme. They I, this is perfect. Right, <laughs> Ryan. This is the same problem I have with writing my own trivia. They look easy. These are definitely answerable. <laughs> looking at the question and the answer. Any guesses? I, I have two, like I two two sets of two that could potentially be it. It's the militant actor called out of peacetime that I have nothing for because I don't know if it's a name or if it's like a reference to something else. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you one point if you get two of them. I mean, so like a potential would be like Mouseketeer and Puppeteer, but I don't know. If- no, but I do like that. <laughs> okay. And then the other ones I have are, um, oh God, I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, no, never mind. The other ones don't work. All right, Rachel, any? I, well, I have a uh, pantomime mime time or something along those lines, but mm, you're on the right track. Uh, you did get mime, but uh, in and around Disneyland, uh, that would be in California. This would be the Anaheim oh. wartime mime. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> coming out of peacetime. 
I just like, you know, calling into the front lines and be like, we need the mime. We need and the mime. Like comes out to the front lines. <laughs> the mime from Anaheim. Yeah. All right. No points there. Question number four. Last question of the round. Uh, my favorite one. The emotional long lasting pain of our 44th, 44th president's Oxford list making. That's a lot of TH sounds at once. The emotional long lasting pain of our 44th president's Oxford list making. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. It's the Obama comma trauma. Yeah. Oh it my is. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> If this isn't our episode title, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Obama comma trauma. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is halftime, and the scores are Stu with four, Rachel with six, myself with six. A very, very close game. And uh, Stu, it's back to you. Sweet. My round is. Uh called ladies of the 80s and it's kind of a pitch perfect reference but it's not all about music uh <laughs> it's about powerful women or influential women uh from the 80s nice question number one known as the iron lady for her strict policies this prime minister held office three times running from 1979 to 1990 while not everyone agreed with her decisions she definitely was one of the most influential women of the 1980s rachel rachel this is Margaret Thatcher. She went on to become a member of the House of Lords. That is correct. <sighs> Two points to like Rachel. I know what this is. <laughs> nice. Question number two. Working on such major cases like Gruder versus Bollinger and Handy versus Rumsfeld, this woman was once dubbed one of the most powerful women in the world and sh as, as she sat as a Supreme Court Justice from 1981 to 2006. Rachel. Rachel. Sandra Day O'Connor. That is correct. <laughs> Two points to Rachel. <laughs> the, the year gave me pause because I, I just assumed it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I was really excited to beat Rachel to the call. Yeah. And then it was 2006. I was like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Well, she okay. was... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. She was appointed by Clinton, so... Oh, yeah, in like the late 90s. Mm -hmm. Two points to Rachel on that one. Question number three. From fashion to music to television, this philanthropist was involved in so many industries and topping the charts in all of them. She won Grammys, Emmys, Academy Awards, and Golden Globes. Rachel. Rachel. Dolly Parton. It is not Dolly Parton, actually. Darn it. Well, she's a wonderful and amazing person. <laughs> she is, yes. The world needs to know. <laughs> Absolutely. And very much a philanthropist. Philanthropist is throwing me off. It, it threw me off, too. When I was doing research on the question, uh, it definitely threw me for a loop. But there's a lot, uh, a lot of good that she does in the LGBT, LGBTQ community, as well as, um, I believe, uh, people that are like surviving with AIDS and things like that. Uh, oh. She's a, a huge you know, philanthropist for those, uh, for those communities and such. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. I guess there's a couple I can think of, but, but Cher? It is Cher, actually. Oh. Oh. Uh, she, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, she, yeah, she's done a ton of good. Nice. Um, question. There's yes. a movie I've seen a long time ago. I believe it's Cher um, opposite Nicolas Cage. 
in a drama, and I I thought it won. Let me let me Google it's, a quick moment because is it Moonstruck? I think so. Let me check. Yes, it is Moonstruck. That has Nicolas Cage in it, and that's that's the one that Cher won an award in. Oh. It's an excellent movie, like excellent acting on both sides. It's probably my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. It was. Nice. It's a really really good movie. Nice. I haven't seen it yet, but. I only watch Nicolas Cage movies where he's screaming incessantly. <laughs> there might be that in here. Principle. I thought I you gonna... would watch movies to escape that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Madonna at first, just because I assumed she's been like so prolific. I can't say any words today. That's but funny. and then, yeah, I, I was also thinking I know Cher had some stage plays and stuff, I think, and some musical stuff. But that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a lot of a lot of different stuff um and then also like specifically like fashion she was she was on television and then you know she kind of wore her own her own styles uh essentially and that was a huge influence for a lot of the generation a lot of the 80s and the decade nice two points to ryan question number four and the final question of my round who is the first american woman to hitch a ride into space which happened in 1983 She's also the youngest person to ever enter space at the age of 32, and that record still stands today. This is a more obscure one. I, um, I know this name. Um, who was the first American woman to hitch a ride into space, which happened in 1983? She's also the youngest person to enter space at the age of 32, and the record still stands today. Hitch a ride like she was just like hanging out. Like, well, hey. I I use the phrasing actually very specifically. Uh, it is a hint to the the answer. Oh, great! Now I feel worse that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what the? I know the name. Um, she has. Um, I think that there's a a Netflix documentary about her. I believe I was re- when I was doing the research in the question. There was like it was talking about how. She was like, she's brilliant, like absolutely brilliant. She was yeah. a physicist um, over at NASA. And then, and obviously astronaut, but. I don't have a guess. I'm, oh, wait, wait, wait. Rachel? Rachel. I don't recall if this question, this answer is going to be quite on par, but it's the name I'm remembering is like Sally Reed. That's right. It's Sally Ride. Uh, oh my gosh nice wow i don't know where that came from it was like oh i feel this feels right this feels right i can't remember oh my god archives i'll give it to you yeah wow. like two points to wow, rachel on that one pulled that out yeah. of the dustiest shelf <laughs> filled with moon dust uh, <laughs> nice. awesome nice work yeah sally ride uh yeah sally just ride. super super awesome person super smart person and did some cool stuff Space stuff. Space stuff. All right. Still with four. Myself with eight. Rachel with 12. It's your round, and it's our chance to catch up. Well, I, I do apologize. <laughs> oh, man. I, I planned this very deliberately. Um, Stu, your wife will be very excited about this. I have a Harry Potter round. Oh, sweet. Ooh. I mean, the, the knowledge, like, there's osmosis of this knowledge. Like, I'm around it enough to absorb it <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> Well, I know my Dumbledores. <laughs> Dumbledores. I hope you do, Ryan. <laughs> I hope I hope this isn't overly one-sided. Um, so this is um this is the whiz from 
A to Z. So I am asking you for characters from Harry Potter. The questions are pretty simple. The answers to the questions as I ask them will be from A to Z. So the first one that I ask will be the closest to A. The last one that I ask will be the closest to Z. Oh, is this based on first name, last name, Hogwarts house? I I did it based on last name. Patronus? Okay. okay. Patronus. <laughs> You're set to do very well. I have read all of the books. But do you remember a... them? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, I trust you will be able to pull it out of the archives. You're very smart. So question number one, I did base it on the first name. But, but it does still actually ha- handle with the last name. But all the same. Um, sidebar over. Question number one. What is the name of the Albus of Albus Dumbledore's younger brother? I was really excited it was gonna be Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, you're right. My wife is gonna kill me. <laughs> well, I hope she doesn't. We uh or if she does t- l- tell her to let us know what date she has planned in mind so that we can plan trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Albert. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, God, it begins with an A. Um, give me a second. What book I will is- say, yes, it does begin with an A because the youngest child is, of course, Ariana. Yes, Ariana. What book oh. does that come from? Mm, it's late in the series. Might be six. Might be five. Um, hang on, hang on. I don't know. All right. Is it, I don't know if it's an L or an R. Is it Abelforth? Or you know what? I will give it to you because okay. you came close to a real weird name. It's Aberforth. Oh, okay. So it is an R. Okay. I was trying to, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I remembered fourth and I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> Aberforth. Aberforth. Uh, Dumbledore. So two points to stew there. Question number two. What is the name of the squibble caretaker of Hogwarts? The Hexa Squibble. Stu. Go ahead, Stu. Uh, Filch. That is. It is Filch. Um, A squibble is like a kind of magic person, somebody who was supposed to be born with magic, but they can't really use it. Yeah, squib. It's like they're they're in the magical world, but they have no magical abilities, essentially. Right. Wait, what was the question? What is the name of the Squibble Caretaker of Hogwarts? The Squibble... Oh, the Squibble Caretaker. I thought the Squibble was like a thing that was locked in a room somewhere. I was like, who's the person (laughs) who watches over it? Oh, gotcha, the Caretaker (laughs) of the Squibble. Oh, well, I guess... But uh, So you know, if it's locked in the room and somebody watches over it, it's also in his domain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) But I hadn't thought of it that way. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He was definitely that... He definitely was the Squibble Watcher. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what was the cat? Sorry, I'm trying to remember the cat's name. Mrs. Norris. Mrs. Norris, that's what it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the, the, um, the second and the fourth Harry Potter movies are my favorite, and I know the fourth is, like, controversial. People didn't like a lot of it. But I thought after the third one, it brought back a lot of, like, the magicalness of the first one that I kind of missed. Yeah, I getcha. Question number three. Who created the Philosopher's Stone? This is uh, coming from the first book, first movie. What? (laughs) Hang on. Hang on a second. 
Literally, Ryan, you know this. It's deep in the recesses. They say like, it several care. times. Like, I mean, Hermione says it when she like looks through the books of like trying to identify who, you know, like who made it and stuff. Uh, when she's trying to learn more about the Philosopher's Stone. Oh God. This is why I don't do Harry Potter trivia. It begins with a G, I think. Oh my gosh. I got nothing. Ryan, would you like to take a guess? And I have even less. <laughs> okay, this is Nicholas Flamel. Oh, Nicholas, Nicholas Flamel. Flamel. God, yeah, I, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a you and your wife are both incredibly into it or a Ryan and I situation where I've got literally piles of Lord of the Rings books and Ryan's like, I will watch it with you, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm very thankful for. (laughs) Not quite to that degree, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, Question number four. Who is the Death Eater turned Ron Weasley's rat? Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah, now Go I ahead, got it. Ryan. Which <laughs> I have uh, Scabbers, and then I have Wormtail. Nope. And he I got a, it. He has a name. He has a real name. It's, he has a real name. <laughs> uh, is it Peter Pettigrew? There you go. No. It is. And um, I was... Thank you. Scabbers is the name of the rat. Two points for that. Peter Pettigrew is the name of the man who turns into the rat. And Worm... I think you were trying to get to Wormtongue, who is a yeah. character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, wait, who is the... But there are the Osmosis four. Osmosis is working. No, there is the... They were the four names on the map. They all had their nicknames. I thought he was Wormtail. I'm pretty I, sure. Sirius yeah. was another uh, let one. Let me look it up because I don't know that well enough. Yeah, were, no, it says Wormtail. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Who knows Harry Potter oh, trivia? You knew hey, it. Hey, nice job. Respect. You deserve praise for that. And I take back my comment. I should not have said that. You deserve all the praise for that. Two points to you on that one. I, I did fine. I got one. Well done. <laughs> well, I gave you two, so you had to take two. Well, two Usually I, I do the opposite with points when I'm being forceful about giving. <laughs> all right. Uh, it is a very, very close game. It is Stu with eight points, myself with ten, Rachel with twelve. Going into my final round, this is Media Math Up Mash. Oh man! Where I will give you Stu's a... gonna win. No, I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I will is, uh... give you a mashup. Uh, in this case, it will always be a band and then a movie. Um, so I'll give you a. You know, a clue of a freight like a sentence that has a band that you can glean uh, generally by song title and whatnot, and then uh, a movie, and then also a computation, a math computation, which none of this is particularly hard. Uh, it's all like integers, and I generally pick like the easy to do computation. So, uh, and then the answer you will give me needs to be the number. So, the all of these bands and movies have a number somewhere in their title or in their name. I need that number, and then you do the computation behind it, and then you give me the final outcome. Okay, got it. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Question number let's, one. Let's do this. This industrial rock band is closer to the hand that feeds than you might think when you multiply that almost a dozen com- accomplices breaking into multiple Las Vegas casinos at the same time. Stew. Stew. 99. Yes. This would be Nine Inch Nails and Ocean's Eleven. Indeed. Uh, industrial rock band, Nine Inch Nails, and almost a dozen accomplices breaking into multiple Las Vegas casinos at the same time. Nine Inch Nails times Ocean's Eleven, you get 99. Question number two. Try not to apologize when you're counting stars, adding up the aftermath of four weeks of a highly contagious rage virus tearing through the United Kingdom. Stew. Stew. That's 33. Uh, not 33. Oh. Can, can you repeat that? Yeah. Try not to apologize when you're counting stars, adding up the aftermath of four weeks of a highly contagious rage virus tearing through the UK. Okay. I might have the wrong apologized song. (laughs) I have have a different apologize, and the band has a number in it. Yeah, that's why I was also very confused. Wait, what bands are you thinking of? I was thinking of Maroon 5. And Five Finger Death Punch has a song that has apologized. Uh, the number is not five. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <sighs> Am I thinking of... I, I might have the bands confused. Rachel? Um, Rachel. 48? No. Okay. Can I take a second guess for one point? Because sure. now I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Uh, this would be 29. This is 29. Okay. One, one Republic. Because I yes. got the, I, I, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> For some other reason, I thought Maroon 5 and then 28 days later. And 28 days later, yes. Four weeks after. Highly contagious. Oh, so you weren't going virus. to add in the, the. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat the, the clue? What? Because I. Yeah. The clue is try not to apologize when you're counting stars, adding up the aftermath of four weeks of a highly contagious rage virus tearing through the UK. So One Republic plus 28 days later. Okay, so I think I figured out where I went wrong. Is I assumed the virus was COVID, so I added in nineteen. Oh uh. <laughs> no, there's there's not a movie yet that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. This I I, I realize I went off prompt. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, one point to stew there. Question number three. Whether from yesterday or from the fifties, the kill is on the minds of a New York City jury on a murder trial, clearly subtracting their need to stay calm while making a hasty verdict. You have to repeat that one. (laughs) Sounds long. Whether from yesterday or from the 50s, the kill is on the minds of this New York City jury on a murder trial, clearly subtracting their need to stay calm while making a hasty verdict. Oh, God, I know the band and the math equation. I don't know the film. Rachel? Is it 18? It is 18. What's the film? It is 30 Seconds to Mars and it's 12 Angry Men. Yeah, it is right indeed. 12 Angry Men. Uh, The jury, yeah, on the New York City murder. I think it was a son murdering his father and, you know, it was like supposed to be an open and shut case but then there was a hung jury and they kept trying to wait it out and figure it out and it became a whole thing. Nice. Yep. And then 30 Seconds to Mars, exactly. 
All right, question number four, last question of the game. These songs about Jane make it harder to breathe as you're adding up all the ways your climbing adventure went wrong with your left arm pinned down desperate for with five days. Blah, I screwed that whole thing up. <laughs> I know the answer. Yeah, I know, I the know, answer, yeah, I know yeah. you both do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, I mean, you sure can if both, you can repeat it or not. But. You can both write it down. I mean, you, I know you both have it, but. <laughs> I don't know if I have the hours right, but. Uh, Rachel? Uh, this is 32. Oh, it used to be 132. 132. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's I'm so I focused yeah. on the individual adding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you're good. I have 132. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got it exactly right. Maroon 5, Songs About Jane, Harder to Breathe, 127 Hours, Climbing Adventure, that went wrong. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered either way, but I'll give you both points. Oh, man. Look at two points. <laughs> so uh, that is the end of the game. Uh, very, very close. But uh, myself with 10, Stu with 13, and Rachel with 16 points. Woo! Nice. nice job. I, it's taken me over a year to get the grasp of Ryan's quiz rats, and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Rachel really is good. at the peak of her career now. <laughs> only down from here. Only down from here. <laughs> nicely done uh that, yeah that was fun and that's the end of the game and uh, we can get to a couple picks where each episode a couple of us give a game a movie experience something cool like that that we recommend you check out and uh rachel since you won you can have the first pick okay um so i have a method of doing things for my pick today and it is that you know those blender bottles that you use for protein shakes yes that have the little spiral thing in them yes I suggest people use them for making cocktails. And the reason is, is that why get all, the all those fancy... <laughs> well, that's one part of it, and that's a very important part of it. Um, but it's that you have all these fancy tools for stirring to make sure everything gets mixed up. These bottles are built for it. <laughs> so you take everything, you measure it, you stick it in, you shake it up, and you have both a shaker and a way to drink your cocktail. And I don't know why they don't market, they don't advertise to this market yet, because when I figured it out, my first thought was, I've Google searched for this, <laughs> and I had hoped that it existed, and so... It's an easier way to do things. It cuts down on tools. You don't have to buy all the specialized tools. It's multi-use. You can use it while you're drinking at the gym, while you're drinking at the beach, while you're... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> while you're drinking protein shakes or other things. Um, but it also, you know, we have followed the Alton Brown rule of no single-use items. It cuts down on single-use items. That's right. And uh, as somebody who is prone to spilling things and very clumsy, it's also helpful in that regard. <laughs> so um here is my also audition to be a salesperson and on the marketing team for blender bottle use it for cocktails and script <laughs> all right blender bottles blender bottles as Bl cocktail blender shakers. bottles as cocktail shakers hey it's a life hack as they were meant to, um, it's a life hack <laughs> Alright, awesome. uh, Stu, you also have a pick. I, I do, yes. What um, random device do you is... turn into a drinking mechanism? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, 
Uh, my so my pick is a it's an indie game. Uh, like usual, it's either a video game or a YouTube channel for me. But uh, you can tell what I spend my time with, right? <laughs> so my my pick is a indie game called Unsighted. Uh, it's is pretty recent. It came out a couple of weeks ago, or back in I believe October, uh, maybe mid early October. It's twenty bucks first off, so it's you know pretty affordable. But this is. I'm not even kidding. Like this is a contender for game of the year for me. It is a mm-hmm. Metroidvania indie game, essentially, right? Like with uh, pixel art graphic style, which is actually really sweet. It's really well done, mm-hmm. and it's like a top-down perspective, uh, essentially like an action game. There's puzzle elements to it, right? It's a Metroidvania, so it's like what you expect. But there's this whole mechanic around essentially tough choices. Your first playthrough you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do before a time limit runs out and you have to make some tough choices. And the only way that you can alleviate that pain of making those hard choices is to get better at the game and do it again. And so there's a replayability in it that like after you've done it a few times, right? Once or twice, even you're going to understand some of the mechanics and like the way things interconnect in the world and be able to you know, have shortcuts and almost speed run the game in order to alleviate some of those harder choices that are all time based. So it's very, very interesting. The The whole game is just fun to play. It's very satisfying in the first place. And it's fun because there is a mode if you want to just turn off those hard choices and just kind of peruse at your own leisure, right? And enjoy the game for what it is. There's that too. But there's definitely an experience to be had with that. Nice. So, yeah, that is unsighted. Uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. It's on the Switch. It's on PC. I think it's on Steam and maybe even PS2 or not PS2. <laughs> uh, PS5. It might Jesus. be on PS2. It's the most popular console it's of all time. A, yeah. Why would it Released not be on there? <laughs> on March 4th, 2000. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, go check out Unsighted if you like indie games, if you like Metroidvanias. Like I said, it's. It's a contender for game of the year for me. It is absolutely fantastic. So go check it out. Nice. I like I had not even heard of this. I didn't hear of it until two days before it launched. <laughs> and then I had to get it. And I've I've been so busy I haven't been able to finish it. Yeah. But the times that I have played it, I got sucked in and you know, like lifted my head up. And I'm like, oh my God, it's been three and a half hours. Like I need to go to sleep essentially. Yeah. It's super good. That's super awesome. duper good. So yeah, we'll, we'll have links in the show notes. Um, if you have a pick or a trivia idea or anything like that that we can bring into the show or you think listeners would enjoy, uh, email them, wrong at gmail.com. We also have the website, thingsthatgotwrong.com. Check out past episode show notes and more. All that fun stuff. Our next episode will be out late November, so stick tuned for that. And uh, thanks to the team here, Stu and Rachel. Thank you, Ryan and Rachel. Thank you. Great job. Nice job, Rachel. And uh, <laughs> until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Babe. <laughs> <laughs>